episode 234, Why Your Mentorship Program Isn't Working. I'm Andrew Murata, host of the Education Leadership and Beyond podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you are listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educator's podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey y'all, Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I am your host of the Empowering Educators podcast. I love getting on the mic and talking to y'all about whatever's happening in education, especially when it comes around support of teachers. That is my jam. I loved to talk about that constantly. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know my goal here is to keep you empowered, not just to empower you for today or the very next lesson or for the next week around your school building, but to make sure that you stay on your trajectory of reaching your potential. Because if you're listening to this podcast, that means you're already an elite educator. People who love what they do and love to learn, tune into podcasts to learn more. That's why I put you on this pedestal. I give you the title elite because I know that describes you. And after you listen to this specific episode, I know you're going to be able to take your action steps and go back to your school and make it a fantastic teacher support system. Speaking of, we are going to talk about mentorship specifically, and I'm going to help you evaluate what is working and what isn't and give you some inside information as to why there might be a glitch in the system. Uh, As I mentioned before, I love talking about teacher support because I have seen too many teachers leave the profession, go work somewhere else, not utilizing their greatest strength as educators, and I'm tired of it. And so I am here doing my best to share what I've learned so that great teachers stay in education. You don't have to stay in the classroom, but if you can keep your hands on the pulse of what's happening and really mentor kids and your colleagues, I think school is going to continue to be a fabulous place for folks to thrive. But we need all you great educators to remain here. So let's just dive into the show. I feel like I'm already getting ahead of myself. I get so excited. It's a new month. Happy March. It's the almost end of quarter one. We get a lot of energy and excitement when we think about, okay, what are we going to establish and create this year? And then, oh my gosh, the first quarter of the year's over. And it's like, how are we getting towards those goals? And if mentorship and teacher support and teacher development has been one of your goals, this episode is for you. A quick reminder, we've got our coaching retreat coming up March 19th through the 21st. Join in with other instructional coaches from all over the world. You can enjoy a virtual weekend to hit the pause button, learn new coaching skills, and focus on what you need most right now. You pour into everyone else's buckets. It's time to pour into your own. I always start my episodes with the rationale, and you folks love it. It's like, where does she get these crazy ideas from? So teacher support is my love language. In fact, if you ever want to see me get giddy or excited, 
bring up the different ways that we can support and develop teachers. And the reason that I feel like there literally is no better thing to talk about is because my own journey really struggled in this aspect. And I'll get to that in a minute. But I want to ask ask you a few questions. Does these few statements I'm about to ask you describe you? For example, you want to get better, but you just don't know how. You're sick of that revolving door of new colleagues, which means more time that you need to train or update them or acclimate them to the way things are. Or you're tired of great teachers leaving teaching for other careers that pay better. You know a lot of problems your school faces could be eliminated if the right professional development and mentorship were in place. I definitely felt like there were a lot of issues and had we just focused on the root of the problem, which was the growth and development of our teachers, we would have seen a lot of these issues subside. So I'm voting for that one for me. How about this one? You hate one size fits all solutions. Yeah, (laughs) me too. Insert whatever complaint you have here. If this describes any of the thoughts you've ever had, then you certainly are going to gain value from some tips and strategies and the format that I'm going to share with you. But the reason I want to talk to you about this today is I mentioned before my own story. So when I became a teacher, I was assigned a mentor. Every teacher in their first three years gets one. I was so thankful. However, she was a fourth grade teacher. I was third grade, which meant we were in different hallways on different schedules. We even taught different curriculum, not just the the different standards, but some of the programs that we used were more K2 friendly because we were that next grade transition and fourth grade was definitely preparing kids for fifth and on to middle school. So we just had different programs. So needless to say, we were not well aligned, even though she was a veteran teacher and was willing to take me on. I ended up burdening my own grade level colleagues with all my questions. Now I say this knowing that I had a leg up when I started teaching. I had been reading about teaching. I had a great college experience getting into classrooms my freshman year doing a variety of things. So between the experience and then all the reading and learning I had done leading up to becoming a teacher, I at least had some sort of background and did fairly well on my own. But that doesn't mean that just because I did well that I should be left alone or have light mentorship. I wanted it all. I was hungry for it. But there were also just logistical questions being in a new building and this is my first real job that I just had you know, I had questions and I couldn't wait to the next monthly meeting where she had her check sheet and asked me all these specific things for me to ask whatever I need to know for tomorrow. And I hate that I bugged my colleagues and they would always tell me like, please don't worry about it. We're here to help. And it did get less and less as I started to figure it out, but it doesn't need to be that way. We need to figure out a better way to match people. And as I got into more coaching roles in the district, we were just running out of veteran teachers. Some schools have all newbies and some teachers that are veteran teachers don't want to take on the added workload of mentoring someone. And so you are limited with who you can even pick. And so sometimes you just do your best. I understand that, and uh, there are ways around that as well. I'm not going to get into that can of worms, but what I will say 
is it's going to take teachers like it did me way too long to get good. And we don't have that kind of time if we are staring in the eyes of kids right now that desperately need a quality leader in the classroom. And not that I wasn't good, but I wasn't great and I could be stronger and I could have been stronger faster had I had someone mentoring me in a more effective way. And it wasn't going to take more time or more resources to do so. It was all in how we set up what mentorship what mentorship was and is and how it worked. So then when I left the classroom to give teachers the right support, I worked solely with new teachers, kindergarten through seniors in high school. That was fascinating to me because I was able to say, here is the onboarding process to get you into the classroom for the first time because I knew what I didn't know. And I basically threw all these tips, tricks, and strategies at them. And then I helped guide them as they were learning how to teach, but also navigate just being in a building and transitioning classes and all the nuances in the different grade levels, especially in different buildings of elementary, middle, and high. And so I was definitely in my place of feeling like I was giving back in the best way possible. Not that I was saving teachers and saving kids, but I definitely felt like, okay, I'm using my battle scars. That's a little aggressive because I certainly didn't have battle scars, but I felt like I was using my pain to, to make things better for everyone else. And it was really satisfying as I saw teachers get better so much faster. In one quarter, they were where I was by the end of the year. And I just thought how much time we gained in putting good people in front of kids and the kids had a better chance at being successful in school. And so now that I partner with schools and I help help them set up more effective teacher support models, whether it's professional development, or we're going to talk about today, mentorship programs, or even coaching. I am just in my wheelhouse using every lesson I learned in even watching and helping other schools put them together, thinking about what didn't work and why it didn't work. And it really boils down to a simple formula every single time the the problems are different, but the root of the issue is always the same thing. And so I'm just going to give you the secret. Like why hold back? You're at your school right now and you're going to be able to make an impact. So here you go. The question we're answering today is why your mentorship program isn't working. And I'm going to go on a limb and say it's not flexible and it is not personalized. Therefore, it is not working. Hey, y'all, popping in here real quick to remind you, if you are loving the podcast, hop on over to iTunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review. This helps other educators find the show so they too can be empowered. Lots of love and thanks. Now back to the show. That is the shortest answer I can give you. Not flexible and not personalized. And I bet you're nodding your head right now like, yep, that describes how why I hate it. Because it's probably a one size fits all, very strenuous or structured pathway and it's not working for anybody, yet we all still follow it. It's like, why are we doing this to ourselves? So the next question I'm going to ask you is, how do we get it working again? How do we get it to be more effective? And here comes my three-piece process. It's the trifecta. I know it works. I know it's going to work for you. And I'm going to dumb it down to be as simple as possible. And then you can sprinkle on your creativity and your own school persona on top of it to truly make it yours. 
yours. But the first step is space. We need to create physical space for mentorship to happen. Whether you create an actual location where they're going to meet or you just put space in the calendar, like preserved time, never sacrificed. It's a consistent meeting and location, whether it's in the library, in someone's classroom, in the staff lounge, I don't care, but it's dedicated and cannot be taken away. Because when we take it away and we prioritize something else, we're saying kids don't matter. And if kids come first, then that means developing teachers comes right before that. Whatever comes before first, like most, most, most important. <laughs> Here we go. Step number two support. We are going to support where they are. That means we need to have an onboarding process. All that means is when you come join the team, there is a process to get you trained and ready to go do the job that we all do. Many schools hire you, throw you in a classroom and say, best of luck. The bell starts at eight. Get working. We need a detailed plan, an information packet, some sort of hiring initiation meeting, <laughs> some sort of introduction to what is to come that lays out all the parameters. We show all our cards. We give them the game board. We show them the start. We show them the finish. We show them a pathway to get there. We talk about how are we meeting you where you are. That means we are here to listen to what's on your mind, what questions you have, answering those, listening to your story. This helps us decide how you can best be an asset at the school using whatever talents you come with and experience you might already have. We start unpacking all the things that you are bringing to the table and then we find the right mentor for you. In my specific instance, not having someone on the grade level didn't work. However, when you get to middle school and high school, having the same content can be helpful. Or you might prefer someone on the grade level working with the same age students, not in the same content area. So it is really specific. I was just sharing my example of why it didn't work. Not that we couldn't have uh, found a better match, but this is the area where we find that right mentor to support you where you are. And if you remember, I said flexibility is the name of the game. So you might outgrow that mentor, which is perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with them. It just means you are ready for your next step. Let's find someone that's a better match for where you are right then. And when we keep doing that and keep growing, we accelerate the effectiveness as a staff as a whole. And guess what happens to the students? They are now in front of even more effective teachers, which only benefits their success in the classroom. So step number three now, strategies for where you want to go. This means we are going to problem solve whatever obstacles you are facing, making sure that your mentor is still the right person to be assigned to you, deciding what is your personal roadmap? Where is it you want to go? What skills you want to develop? What you want to become? And then goal set. Deciding what it is that you want to achieve in your role as an educator. Just because the district says this is what you're going to do this year, and just because the school says this is how you're going to do it, it doesn't mean you don't have your own dreams and ambitions of becoming a certain type of educator in your field. So the mentorship program is the perfect place to say, I have this other skill set. It feels kind of random. What could I do with it? I know I want to teach, or at least for right now, how can I start honing this skill so it becomes great when I'm ready to use it? And that's why matching up folks is essential. So space, support, 
and strategies. Space is though is that preserved time. Support is meaning you where you are and strategies for where you want to go. This is cyclical. That means when you start getting the strategies to where you want to go when you get there, guess what happens? We give you different support for where you are and new strategies for where you want to go. This continues so you keep evolving. And teachers that feel supported feel like they are heard and invested in stay around. Even when it's the worst year ever with the worst kids, most unsupportive parents, because there are people that believe in them, not just as a beating heart in a classroom so they don't have to hire somebody else or get a sub, but someone who truly has value to give back to the world. And when you feel like you have people on your team who say, you know what, that wasn't the best lesson, but you're a great person. You're going to work hard for them because they see you for more than what you see yourself at right now. And they help you get there. The amount of people that have said, Gretchen, I know you love leading teachers. Here's this opportunity I thought that might be a good fit. Are you interested? Thank you. Had I not talked about my goals out loud, those people wouldn't have known it. They wouldn't have had that thing come across their desk and think, hmm, I know the perfect person to go and do that. And yes, I took it on and became a leader before I became an official leader, but I was ready because of all these people that set me up for success. And I've seen it work time and time again. So if your mentorship program isn't working, it's probably because one of these three levers or all three of them together, space, support, and strategies. So your next steps are to implement these. Space, figure out a time and a space for mentorship to happen. Clear a calendar, clear a space and a location, get all the paperwork in order, the map of the school, the schedules for the classes, materials list, whatever this teacher is gonna need, whether they're new or not, new to the building, new to the content area, whatever their mentorship needs are, I'm sure there's something that they could reference, a pacing guide, standards, curriculum. Get it together in one location. If it's not a physical packet, create it on your Google Drive or what have you, but create space for this introduction to happen and for them to to meet. Support, determine where folks are. Maybe it's a survey of student or of teacher needs. What is it they feel they're lacking? What do they want to accomplish? You can also give them a performance rubric from your school or the district so they know what they're held to to help them grow. And then when it comes to three, the strategies, help them outline where it is they wanna go and what they wanna achieve. That means you make goal setting a part of the process. It's not just something you do one time, but you do over and over again to make sure that students, I keep saying students, (laughs) to make sure teachers are able to get and become all that they want to be. That roadmap, the strategies, the goal setting is all super important. If you need help rolling this out in your school or figuring out what these three things look like for you in your situation, let's just hop on a call. Email me, Gretchen at alwayslesson.com. We'll make that happen. And a quick PS, don't forget to grab your coaching retreat ticket virtually March 19th through 21st. You can buy for the replay or you can catch up if this episode airs and you're like, oh no, I've missed it. That's okay. It's still available for you. So before I let you go, I do want you to know you can be an effective educator and you can have the support you desire with this trifecta approach, space, support, and strategies. And with that, you've just been empowered. (laughs) 